on mm. I'd work for all my life What would happen? And I had to start again Oh yeah Just my children and my wife but I thought everything would be gone Thank my lucky stars Forget it To be living here today Yes sir Cause the flag still stands for freedom Uh huh And they can't take that away well, They're trying their damnedest To be an American Where at least I know I'm free Hey, And I won't forget The men who died Who gave that right to me And I'd gladly stand up Next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA All right, Lee, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, that one's a little outdated, but it's still good, you know. That song always gives me hyped up. No, I said it. it's enough. Just turn it off. All right. All right. All right. This is the End of the Woods Podcast. This is episode 158. I am your host, Ryan Woods. Oh, let's get it started, huh? Let's talk about America, shall we? That's not a topic people are talking about these days. A lot of people are staying away from America topics these days. Not everybody has a lot of opinions, of course. July 4th, everybody. You'll be getting this on July 5th. Sorry. Some of us got to enjoy our holiday. I know I say I work through them, but... Ryan was outside this weekend, you know? I was eating... I ate, like, shit, too. I'm drinking that Mamba Mentality body armor because i got that mama mentality i'm fighting through it you guys ever like what age is it like acceptable to eat like shit and then worry about tomorrow like i was eating and i was like fuck this is gonna suck tomorrow and i know a lot of you're gonna be like dude you're not old enough for that dude no dude i'm old enough for it because it's gonna suck tomorrow i'm gonna get that pain in my lower part of my abdomen and i'm gonna think fuck I shouldn't have had all those all-beef American hot dogs. But God bless it. If Joey Chestnut can eat 63, the greatest athlete of all time, Joey Chestnut, maybe. And you're going to hear fireworks in the background because it is the night of 4th of July and people who, who lack excitement in their life really like fireworks, I find. People that just really like shit that is not cool like fireworks. So, but anywho... Um, Joey Chestnut has a, has a stake for maybe greatest American of all time. I'm not saying it's a good case, but it's up there. Greatest American of all time uh, take by me. A lot of, lot of responses on that one. A lot of people up in arms about that. Who is the greatest American of all time, huh? I think it's Elvis. Who do you think? People chimed in from far and wide saying things such as Thomas Edison. George Washington. We had some Babe Ruths in there. Henry Ford came up. Um, JFK came up. FDR came up, whom I forgot. But can he have polio and also be the greatest of all time? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, Jimmy Carter came up, but a little weak in certain aspects. You know, kind of better off as a, as a humanitarian than a politician. You know what I mean? He's almost too clean to be a politician. So that's, that's what's up, man. That's what I'm asking. People really came at me for that one. A lot of takes. Babe Ruth has a good case, in my opinion. Because it's not about being... 
It's not about being perfect, okay? It's about living qualities that are inherently American. Everybody wants Superman, who's perfect, but every Superman has a kryptonite. You like that? So, you have to have somebody that maybe has some checkered past. And I don't want to hear this false narrative about Elvis stealing music. Read a book. It would be my advice to those people. Let's read a book and not take a three-second clip that someone just posts online. Because you know what's crazy about the internet especially? You can do... There's literally no barrier to entry for any, any information you get nowadays can legitimately just be somebody at home who heard it from a friend of a friend. This is the ultimate game. The internet is the ultimate game of telephone because it's just somebody who gets on their phone, turns their camera on and goes, Elvis stole all his music. That one black lady, you know, she said that. Big Mama Thornton's her name. People don't even know that, but I know that. And because I'm, I'm a master of history, right? Anywho, they go, she did Hound Dog first. Yes, she did record it first, but it was written by two white Jewish guys. And if there's any group of people that's been very, um, I don't know, accused of things, um, you know, I don't even know what the word is, but if there's a group of people that may have a case as the people who've been just on the run for a lot of their existence. I think Jews are up there. Most <laughs> Jewish people, they've been, you know, they've been fighting off some serious alleys. Those are allegations for the kids at home <laughs> for, for not decades, but centuries. So... I don't know how you guys want to handle that one, but, you know, maybe look yourself in the mirror before you start spewing shit out. So, look, man, I'm still going to stick to my original one. Elvis heard a lot of good takes. Who do you think is the greatest American of all time? Huh? And then guess what? You're going to be able to find some holes in it. That's what makes arguing awesome. Babe Ruth is a good one. I don't know why I didn't think of that one. Babe Ruth's a fucking great one. But I don't know if I could pick Babe Ruth, man. Just because, you know, you know, I just don't know. I don't know. Babe Ruth was around longer than Elvis, I think. Babe Ruth. How what is Babe Ruth? Like most homers, the great Bambino. He was born in 1895 in Pigtown, Baltimore. That's so American. Pigtown? Come on, come on. And then he died in New York. Don't we all, baby? Um yeah, Babe Ruth, born in Maryland, and his story is awesome. It's like one of those old-timey stories. It's awesome. It's amazing. He pitched for a while. He hit. He played with the dead ball. He hit home runs. He's got a website. George Herman Ruth, I think is his name. Yep, George Herman Ruth. Six foot two, 215 pounds. Goddamn all-American as well. All-timer. Uh, anyways, so that's cool. Famous quotes. Let's look at some famous quotes of Babe Ruth on this great 4th of July. Uh, the only real game, I think, in the world is baseball. 
How fucking wholesome is that, huh? I hear the cheers when they roared and the jeers when they echoed. Whatever the fuck that means. Never let the fear of striking out get in your way. That's some shit that fucking a, a white woman posts on Facebook when her son is like trying out for T-ball and he's crying, you know? I said I'm going to hit the next one right over the flagpole. God must have been with me. That's really not a quote. It's kind of like a whatever. Baseball changes through the years. It gets milder. Yeah, but I don't know if Babe Ruth would have been cool with Jackie Robinson. You know what I mean? So Jackie Robinson. Larry Doby. Two great Americans, huh? The list is shorter than you think, but it's also probably a little bit longer. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. But anyways, thank you guys for all your responses. You know what I mean? RyanWoodsPod at gmail.com. Go ahead. You know, give me your freaking worst. Huh? Give me your freaking worst. Do you think you got something for me? Go ahead. Tell me what you got. Anyways, what do I got going on this week, guys? What what was your week? You guys enjoy your long weekend? If you have a long weekend, unless you're one of those people that has to work on 4th of July. Doesn't that suck? You know? If you had to work on 4th of July... Ugh, get real. Anywho. Um, yeah, I don't even know what I wrote here. I put like, I had something in my notes and it just says E. So that's cool. Just have, just have E. I hope I figure that one out by the end of this episode. But anyways, uh, this is the end of the Woods Podcast. Ryan Woods is your host. People have been complaining. And by the way, people are going to be doing fireworks outside because that's what people do on the 4th of July. People like, far- there's one right now. It's a big boom. You know, people are easily satisfied. You know, that's what they need to do. They need to cover up all these negative things. And they need to throw in big booms and lights and stuff. Because think about how silly you are. And I know what you're going to do, right? You're going to be at that firework display. And you're going to be sitting there. And you're going to pull your phone out. And you're going to record them to never watch those videos again. Or to post them online and be like, look, we're having a great fireworks display. One of the best we ever did this year. And so literally just a couple boxes of fireworks that fucking G-Ma and, and G-Pa went out of the store and bought. Because your uncle fucking your uncle fucking Todd, he's just so into fireworks. And he's got no kids and he's divorced. And he's actually, he has two kids, but his kids hate him. And he had to, he's divorced now. So at his house, he just has a fireworks display. And he covers up his depression with fireworks. So there he is doing fireworks, right? And everyone's like, Uncle Todd is so cool. He does fireworks. And when actually Uncle Todd is just a crippling alcoholic that can't stop drinking. And Uncle Todd golfs. And your dad's envious of Uncle Todd until he remembers that Uncle Todd is a loser. And Uncle Todd has nothing going for him. He found out one day his wife didn't even love him, but he worked so hard for it. So here he is on holiday weekends having you guys down to his house because he's got a big enough backyard. Maybe even Uncle Todd has a trampoline that his kids stopped using 10 years ago when they got taken away from him. This is getting really personal. And then he was like, hey, come on over to my house. I'll grill up some food. He's grilling up food as he just downs another Miller Lite. And he's drinking the shit out of Miller Lite. You tried to hand him a seltzer earlier, and he said no. I don't want a seltzer. That's from sissies, because seltzer is just a reminder of when his wife, Cheryl, had him in the freaking fridge and then he's just like Cheryl ran off and now Cheryl is down the freaking road with Randy how do you get left for a guy named Randy Randy's a first husband name not a second husband name that's what Todd's just screaming at the grill as he's scraping it because he's gonna put another round of whole beef 
brats on there because he knows, just like I do, that Joey Chestnut would put down 60 of these motherfuckers on Coney Island. And there he is just, oh, geez, can he stop hitting the mic? And there he goes. He's just scrubbing. And he puts off a firework, and it's one of those boxes that has like 10, 15 of them go off. And it goes, and everyone's like, Uncle Todd rules, Uncle Todd rules. And then Uncle Todd passes away at age 53 because he had a heart attack from keeping all that shit inside. Now, isn't that fun, huh? So anyways, yeah, enjoy your weekend, guys. Well, that was fun, huh? Drinking my mamba mentality. Dude, you ever, you ever realize about fireworks? I think this is the one suitable weekend. I've been having this thought recently, almost every weekend, because it just doesn't fucking rain here anymore, I guess. See? Fireworks going off. The lamest people do fireworks. Just the people that just suck do fireworks. Hey, come on over to our house. We're doing fireworks. No. No. Don't do that would be my advice. Please. Don't do fire. The lame, see? The lamest people do fireworks. The people who have no personality do fireworks. The people who have nothing else going on for them in life are like, I'm going to buy a big stick that go boom. And everyone's going to be like, wow, he, did you see what he did at his house? He bought out one big one and went, boom. Wow, and I recorded on my phone. I'll show you. Oh, I can't find it. And I'll just be looking at him like, wow. Cool. Fireworks, yeah. Are you five? And then I'll walk away. See, there's more. You look at somebody when they say something. You guys, you know what my favorite move is now? Is you look at somebody and you just go, how old are you? And not because I want to know, but because I want them to say how old they are. Because the thing they're doing is not what their age should be. You know, sometimes I do it to Dana when she's pissing me off. I just go, how old are you, Dana? I say it really stern-like, you know, and I wag my finger at her. I go, "What are you, how old are you? And she goes, 24, because she's really sassy about it. And I go, right. And I walk away. Like I'm in a movie. <laughs> like my whole life is a movie, and I just go, right. And I walk away, and I sit down on the couch, and I go, I can't wait to be alone for 10 minutes. Is that what, and can any married guy tell me, is that what life is like? I'm not even married. I just live with a woman. And so is it like just, can I get 10 minutes by myself? And they go, why? Why do you need 10 minutes by yourself? Do you hate me? Are you mad at me? Is something wrong? Do you need to talk about your childhood? Yes, but no, I'm not going to talk to you about it. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I just wish, I just wish, Dana's going out of town this weekend. That's awesome for me. You know, that's awesome. It'll be four days, or three and a half, kind of. And it'll just be three and a half days where I'm just going to be sitting at home, just waiting for something to happen. Like, yep. Everything is fine. And by that third day, I'm going to wake up like actually refreshed and then she's going to come home. And I'll be like, fuck, I didn't get enough done. I didn't get enough done. And that childhood panic of like when your mom's on her way home from work and you're like, fuck, I didn't do anything. She's going to think I didn't do anything all weekend. And she's going to come in the house like, I'm home. And she's not going to, and she's not going to say you didn't do anything, but she's going to put it away. She's going to file it away in the back of her brain like, huh, he was home all weekend and he didn't do a single fucking thing. Or he was home all weekend and he didn't do enough. Because women, oh, women, she's upstairs and she can definitely hear me, so, 
you know, I'm sure that'll be fun here in about 10 minutes when this is over. But uh, anyways, I've been having this thought every weekend since it doesn't rain anymore. Every weekend I wake up early. I go to the gym because I'm trying to be in shape, drinking a body armor. No big deal. Mama mentality. And I'm going to get some of these. I should try to get a sponsorship. I know they won't, but I should get a little sponsorship from them. Like, hey, guys, can I get a case a month? That's what I'll do it for, huh? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a freaking I'm a whore for your drinks. That's what I should say. I'll, I'll be a, I'll be slutted out for your drinks. Come on, give me a couple of the drinks there. You guys, are what are you hoarding them over there? Let me, let me, let me get a case. I got a podcast. I got a little PCAST. Let me get a couple of your drinks. Um. Anyways, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, it doesn't rain here anymore. So every time I get on the road to go to the gym, get in better shape, which I've been doing twenty sets. St- 20 minutes on the step mill, and it's been really kicking me. Sometimes I start sweating like a fat woman. Oh, that's gross. I'm sure if people see me, they're just like, look at that guy. That guy getting all sweaty. They probably don't even think about this, but I'm, I'm so much in my own head, dude. Anyways, so I'm going to the gym, and I'm waking up early, and then I see just old men or dudes just in, like, convertible old Corvettes, and I started looking them up. Like, 1970s Corvettes are, like, $12,000. And I'm thinking, why can't... Why not? Why not get a Corvette? Huh? What's the worst that could happen? Get a little Corvette, go out a couple weekends. Ten years. Dana's yelling at me from the top of the stairs. It's either me or the car. And I'm like, fuck. It's either the kids or the car. And there I am, selling the car, because I can't afford the kids anymore. And there I am, selling the kids because I can't afford the car anymore, you know? Or selling the car. What the fuck was I trying to say there? What the hell? Um, Yeah, that's what I've been thinking. It's a little midlife crisis moment I've been going through. Just really going through it. Like, fuck, I really want a convertible. I don't have any money, but damn, those fireworks are loud. I don't have any money, but I'd love to get me a Corvette or something. Convertible. I saw like a Pontiac G6 convertible, and I was like, that's the saddest shit ever. That's got to be the saddest convertible you can get. That and a Chrysler Sebring. You know? Just what a sad thing to get. Yeah, man, I got the, I got the Pontiac G6. It's freaking convertible. Oh, really? Is your wife... Is your wife satisfied by you? It's usually a good follow-up question. Um, yeah, so Dana's going on a bachelorette party or whatever this weekend, so I'll be chilling. I'll be relaxing. I think I'm just going to turn everything off in the house and sit. Because that's what women don't do. Women don't chill. You ever notice that, guys? Fellas, fellas, you ever notice women don't chill? They just don't, they just don't chill. You know? I mean, what do you mean, Ryan? Well, you know, they're always just trying to get into shit. I know Bill Burr did a joke like, let's fill up that day with stuff. And I don't even know if Dana's doing that, which she does. I think she just like likes to be moving about. She's like, I got to. What's this? What's going on here? And she always likes to do it right when I'm doing, right when I'm about to sit down. Like I could be doing shit for an hour, and she could just be like sitting around, you know, relaxing, which is fine. I actually probably would rather her do that. And then all of a sudden, right when I sit down, or right when I turn my music on in the car, or right when I'm listening to something at home or watching something, she finds a way to just friggin'. Whatever she says, you know? Like a little minion from the Minions movie that's really popular with with teenage white males. And it's just going, me, 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 me. And I just go, what the fuck could you possibly want? 
And I roll my eyes and she goes, you roll your eyes at me? She does it just so I can roll my eyes at her, just so she can ask that follow-up question. That's really shitty of her. But I don't even know if that's why she does it. She just does it like that, but whatever. What else did I do this week since I have no notes? Oh, I have an email. Oh, that's what that was. I put E in my notes. It must be a check email, huh? That's the brain of, of, a, of a guy. Speaking of brains, this one's about brains. Um, Ryan, love the show. Thank you. You know, you guys don't have to say that if you email me. You can just email me and say, Ryan, I listen to you. Don't give me any compliment. I suck at taking compliments because if you give me a compliment, I'm going to take it as, an, as a slight. So you're better off just saying, hey, Ryan, how are you? Don't care, right? So, hey, Ryan, love the show. Thank you. Recently, my dad had a stroke. Oh, boy. Okay, you can tell me you love the show, man. I'm sorry about what I said earlier. I didn't mean it like 30 seconds ago. My recently, my dad has... <laughs> wow, this one's off to a fucking... This one's off the rails, huh? Uh, recently, my dad had a stroke. Sorry to hear that. Uh, you've talked about in the past, listening to past episodes, you have talked about in the past... Thank you. Just trying to read here. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. Tough for me. Reading out loud, not my strongest suit. You've talked in recent, recent episodes, recent past episodes, that in the past, your parents have had strokes. Both your parents. That's true. How did you cope with this, and what was the immediate impact after on your life personally, not only theirs? Okay. Thanks. Love the show. You didn't have to say love the show twice. See, now I'm going to get back on you. I'm going to get back on your case. All right. Um, no, it's a great question, because I know exactly what you're going through. When I got this email, I said, oh, I can help, but I don't know if I'm the best to go for, like, emotional support, so I'm glad you're not asking, like, how do I feel, or how should I feel, or all that stuff. Because I'll tell you, the immediate impact was insane. I remember when my dad had a stroke. So my life has been pretty outside of stuff that happened when I was younger, like really young. I remember I lost a, um, I lost a grandpa, I think on my dad's side or something like that. Not like a grandpa, maybe it was like an uncle. I don't even know. He lived in Detroit. I really never, I don't even know if I've ever met him other than when he died. So I never met him. Uh, I just know we stayed in a hotel in Detroit. We saw the Palace of Auburn Hills. And then my grandma passed away in 2001, so I was about four, so I don't really remember all that. I remember small things about that. And then um, my Aunt Eleanor passed away in 2013, so that was like my, and then my dog passed away, obviously, in 2020, which, you know, I'm not saying they're on the same level, it's just immense, immense pain. Um, so I would say that this happened in 2019, it happened on March 10th, 2019, my dad had a stroke. I remember that because a week later was St. Patrick's Day and everyone was asking me how he was. And I said, good. He's not drinking, you know? So he couldn't be that great. Anyways, um, he was... I remember my mom comes in my room. I had heard like a, a noise in the middle of the night and I didn't know what it was. But I was like, ah, it's fine. Sorry. I had to yawn there. Didn't want to make too much noise. Um... It's late, you know, it's late night for me. Anyways, so it was late. My dad, he must have, I think he said he had fallen down the stairs and he tried to catch himself. So he was having a stroke in the middle of the night and which is really scary thinking back on it. And then he woke up and he was in the chair downstairs. My mom woke up, went to go find him. And she comes in my room at like 8 a.m. She comes in, wakes me up. I'm like, how old would I have been? Would I have been 21? She comes in my room and she just goes, hey, Ryan, I think your dad's having a stroke. And I'm like, huh? And I get up, pop out of bed like I did. 
like I do when something's happening when my alarm goes off I like freak out or like whenever somebody comes in the room I just like freak out and pop up so I pop up like a springboard I run downstairs and I'm like is everything okay are you okay and he's just sitting there giggling you know he's laughing and I'm just like what is going like the joker and I'm just like what is going on so I was like, I'm gonna take him to the hospital. I'm gonna take him to the hospital. I'm like, all right, all right. My dad's like telling her he doesn't need to go to the hospital. She's like, go get dressed, go get dressed to him. And he can't get up the stairs. And I was like, okay, what do you need me to do? And I was like, I went and got his shoes, I went and got his socks. And then um because he already had clothes on, it wasn't like he was naked. And which would have been even kind of it would have been funnier now because he still he made it through. But I remember that immediate feeling like, like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even know. It was such a weird feeling because my brother was still asleep I think he might have woken up in the commotion of my mom leaving but I remember just being like what like what is going on I even went to the gym because I'm really bad at coping with this stuff so I'm glad you didn't ask for emotional um support here because I went to the gym I was at the gym and I was like what am I doing so I went home (laughs) I went to the gym just because I was like well I can't break my routine because I called my mom and I was like are you okay she's like yeah everything's fine you know we're in the hospital now we're in the hospital now I'm like okay everything's fine and so I get, and then I think I went home, I talked to my brother, Dana came over, um, obviously my mom wasn't home, she was at the hospital, my grandpa was coming into town, I think my cousin had texted me, like, are you alright, and I was like, well, yeah, I am, and, uh, shitty thing to say, and, stupid question, and, (laughs) me, yes, my dad, I don't know, and, uh, anyway, and anyways, I was just like, there's such a weird feeling because you're having all these emotions. Like, it's so silly to say, but, like, you get hungry. Like, time doesn't stop, but you are just so, like, I remember just being in a daze. Like, those week, that week after was so crazy. I waited for my mom to get home. Like, we went to the hospital that night. We saw my dad. He was, he was okay. He was really sedated, but he was okay. We came home. I talked to my mom and gave her a hug, you know. And I was like, hey, you know, things are going to be okay, Right. She's like, yeah. I was like, what are you going to call it? you going to call his job? And like, they know. And I'm like, okay. And I don't even know why I cared about that. And I just remember being like really, it felt weird because you're, like, you're getting tired. You're getting hungry. Like, you're having all these same emotions you do. And like time, hey, like everything was there from when he was there. And obviously it was different because he's not, he didn't die. I don't know what your dad's condition is if you want to write back in and tell me. But, you know, he ended up working, everything ended up working out for him. Um, he had to do rehab and everything. But it just felt so weird because we came home. All of his stuff was there. Like, everything was there like we had left it. And everything was, was sitting there. And, like, Brutus was my dog at the time. He was waiting for him to come home. And it was just such a weird feeling of this gaping hole, like, in the house of, you know, in our family, really. Because my dad wasn't home for, like, a whole week and a half. I think he was gone. Maybe even longer. And it just was this weird, like, I... It's a weird feeling, so I know what you're going through. So it does get better, especially if your dad's okay. Let me know. Email me back, ryanwitzpot at gmail.com, um, and let me know if he's okay and uh, everything. So I'm sorry to hear that. But yeah, I am two for two on strokes, you know, both my parents. They do make a joke out of it when I meet new people, and they bring it up. I go, yeah, two for two, crushing it, you know, crushing it. So anyways, how do I transition into F1 here? Because I think that Ferrari, it would seem that Ferrari, the strategists out there, really don't know where they want to go. Um, Silverstone this week, probably one of the best, F, probably the best F1 race I've seen as a fan in my long history as a fan of F1. Um, ten weeks, I think, or ten races. I think this was the best race. It was definitely the most exhilarating. 
a huge crash at the beginning. Carlos Sainz, post to post, Max Verstappen broke the floor. Classic. It's driving too hard. And, um, yeah, three different cars on the podium, three different teams on the podium. It's what you like to see. That's why F1 is so much fun. That's why I think this sport is fun. I know Lewis Hamilton. I remember Bill Burr making fun of Lewis Hamilton years ago. It's when I kind of started dabbling, like downloading the app and like seeing who would win the races, so he would what he would talk about the next week. Dude, I just remember thinking, like, how... Like, this guy is so much like The Rock and so much like these guys who are just so... Like, you hear them talking, you like already know what they're going to say because they're just going to be... They're going to be so not candid. Like, everything they say, it's like Barack Obama. Like, everything he says is so by the book. You're like, what is even the point of getting... Like, I don't need a quote from this guy. Like, I don't need to hear Lewis Hamilton talk because he's not talking about anything. So he got to, like... They got to him and it's his home race and it's... Eh. So he's just like, yeah, you know, I just want to thank the fans. The fans are great. And I, you know, the fans are the best. Everybody here, you know, we wanted we wanted more. We knew we had more, but the other cars were just so fast. Like, he's just giving praise to everybody. And you're just thinking, like, what? Dude, how about we talk about the race? Like, right? Like, you had a shit start. What's up with that? Right? Anyways, Charles. It's tough to be a fan of Charles these weeks. So he got a little finger wagon, like I'm going to get after this podcast from Dana. So, you know, life, life comes around. Life finds a way. That's what I would tell you. That's my advice. Is that all I had for this week? Yeah. So shout out Carlos Sainz and Ferrari getting a win. You know, it's hard to be a fan of a team and a guy. when you Like, that's the weird thing about F1 is, like, you can be a fan of a team, and when the wrong guy wins, it's just no fun. You know? So, whatever. It happens. Life comes around. Excited for Red Bull ring this week, though. That sounds like a good time. But anyways, um, enjoy your week. Enjoy your holiday. I'm out of here. Love you guys. Peace.